Cześć everyone, my name is Anita Wulikowska. And my name is Anna Siemiączko and we are your local foreigners. And in today's episode, we're going to talk to you about driving, inspired by our driving recently <laughs> and the obstacle we faced and all the surprises along the way as well. Yeah, I, when we were driving together, we realized that driving in the UK can be quite challenging, especially driving in big cities. Let's talk through what surprised us as drivers in the UK. And just as a piece of information for our listeners, you have been driving for about 10 years, longer than that, probably. Yeah, just over 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm still learning to drive. So I'm actually <laughs> at the stage where I can drive, I'm about to take my test. So that's one big difference between us yeah. as drivers. Mm-hmm. And also you learn to drive in Poland, didn't That's you? right. And I'm learning to drive in London. So what's the first thing that surprised you about driving in the UK? Um, I think the scale. (laughs) The scale is my biggest issue Mm -hmm. and something that is always... It always irritates me. So I wouldn't say maybe it's not always a problem, but I always struggle with it. And by the scale, I mean everything's too small. (laughs) <laughs> everything yeah parking spaces are too small and the roads are too small and you can never well you can actually just barely squeeze through most residential roads yeah and that's something that i just i guess as a foreigner i couldn't understand having experienced polish driving mm-hmm. from a passenger's perspective but still um you know, in Poland we have we have garages, we have lots of parking spaces. Yeah. So it's actually rare that anyone would uh, park on the street. Mm-hmm. It's really rare. I think you kind of have to be, I don't know, it's more like a state of emergency or maybe when you're kind of just visiting a town. But if you're a resident in a town, you have your own parking space, which you'd be usually in your driveway, in your garage, which is not the case in Britain at all. And you end up with everyone just parked on the street mm-hmm. that is a two-way street and that is mind-blowing that a two-way street has barely space for one car to drive through <laughs> so true and yeah and then i understand where that comes from just lack of space but it's it's just not logical at all i remember being in kennington in my boyfriend's village and this one guy parked kind of like on a bend, like just on the road into the village, mm-hmm. which which actually didn't have yellow lines. So technically, legally, he was allowed to park there. But I made a point of, well, what if I parked right next to him on the other side of the road <laughs> yeah. on the curb? That would actually block any other car from driving through. And Jimmy was basically saying, well, you, you would not do that. No one would do that. It's just really impolite, <laughs> basically. It's like, well, but technically you could. Yeah. You could just do that. So I would love to actually teach everyone a lesson and park right by that car <laughs> just to prove the point. That you should just, why would you park on the road that enters the village? Yeah. I mean, that's just not... That's not nice. So, yeah, I would want to be the super not nice and just park over there. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you with the lack of space. That was um, th- that was actually the first thing I noticed when I moved to the UK. 
And I remember um, this one time during my first year, it was my first experience of driving or rather being driven as a passenger uh, in the UK by one of our estate agents. We were looking for a flat and they took us for a drive. And I actually was like really excited because I was like, whoa, okay, I'm going to experience what it's like to be on the British road. Uh, it was in, in the middle of a city in Cardiff at the time. And I do remember this shock when we drove up to a small residential road and I noticed, somehow I didn't notice that before, but now being in the car, I noticed that both sides of the streets uh, are full with cars and there's very little space for us to drive past. And at the end, at the other end of the road, there is another car who's wanting to come towards us. So what do we do? And the guy just went for it. And he started driving and the other car waited. And I, re I just remembered the, the shock of, like, oh my God, are we going to do it all the time? Because all the roads in that area were like that, of, that, of the same size. And yes, we did. We, we went, sometimes we gave way, sometimes we were uh, being let um, pass first. And uh, I, it was a total surprise to me. I didn't expect that. Because that's called a meeting point. And you learn to drive in the That's UK. a meeting point. That's ah, a meeting point. Okay, so what's the meeting point? So basically, yeah, when you meet a, another car in the same street, uh -huh. one of you has to let the other through. There's no way you can both drive on, so you kind of meet, and um, and then so. you, yeah, and you have to. And usually, <laughs> it's um, a case of politeness. Uh -huh. So it's usually not a rule that um, instructs you to to let someone through or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that happens all the time. So it's it's actually a. Um, there's a, a rule term for you, that. You learn as a learner driver. Meeting point. Mm. And I was actually told um, in my driving lesson yesterday that I'm a bully driver and my driving is aggressive. <gasps> You're an you, aggressive driver. I'm an aggressive driver. <laughs> I think I can just blame my dad for that, for the aggressive driving um, education. We can we can blame our parents for everything. Oh, yes. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, so I would, my assumption would always be, which is very not British, that I'll be fine, just I'll just drive through and someone will let me, you know, will let me through, which is the exact opposite of British politeness that we discussed last week, uh -huh. of assuming that, actually not assuming, wanting to be that person who let the other car through. Yeah. Uh -huh. Maybe it's London. Hmm. Oh, yes, yeah. London is tricky. I think you kind of have to be a bit aggressive in London. But maybe not as a learner driver. <laughs> maybe if you're learning to drive, you just have to start with this ground zero politeness. And then as you grow frustrated and experienced and angry mm -hmm. on London roads, you can be an aggressive driver. Yeah. Not the other way around. Mm -hmm. As I've started being a bully driver as a learner driver. Who would know? I would never expect that of you. A bully you driver. would probably. You look at me thinking, you'd fit the description of a bully driver. I don't think so. Because you're, you're so... You have acquired a lot of um, 
British politeness that we talked about oh last God. time. You British have. politeness got me. Yes, it got you. So I, I, would, I would think that that would transfer on the driving plane as well. But that's a really good point that we can discuss now, actually, the politeness on the road, because um, as we have discussed, the British nation is uber polite, and that also is demonstrated on the roads. And that was actually, for me, that was another thing that I was, um, I don't know whether I was surprised at, I probably, I just noticed and it was very pleasant to see that, for example, people would give you way instead of, like you, <laughs> trying get in the first. And people actually would, they would actually take pleasure in letting you go first. And there is this kind of code where you, they, they let you go and then you have to either wave your hand, acknowledge, say thank you for the fact that they let you go first or that they did something to make your driving easier yeah and i really enjoy that that there's this um very friendly atmosphere on the roads and maybe okay maybe it doesn't apply to everywhere because driving in london is a totally different beast i think it's not pleasant is it yeah and i do think that people here are more stressed than in other places the drivers um, are more stressed than in other places and they are a bit more impatient. I think so. We had um, we were filming um, just a, a couple of weeks ago and we had mm-hmm. a friend driving our car um, from Peckham mm-hmm. to our place. And um, he's from, well, he's from Guildford. He lives in um, Portsmouth and he has never really driven in London. And... By the time he got to our place, he was a nerve wreck mm-hmm. and literally just turned around to us and said, I have no idea how you guys do mm-hmm. it. It's horrible. It's mm-hmm. literally like driving through an ongoing hazard awareness test. And actually, whenever I drive now, I feel like I'm in a constant hazard awareness test. There's everything going on. There's always people crossing the road in London because... Mm-hmm. It's a thing. Like in Poland, you really can't do it because you get fined now. So you have to be super careful because they will find you because they will want to find you. So they'll have people. Yeah. They'll find people to <laughs> find. Whereas here, everyone crosses the roads. And I'm, you know, I also cross the roads all the time as a, a passerby. There's drunk people crossing the road. There's kids running across. There's never enough space. You can't really see anything. Mm-hmm. Everything's overcrowded and over busy and the buses just pull in and pull out you can't see anything that kind of happens in front of them but anyone's kind of walking in front of them so it's quite um it's quite mental and at night rules just stop existing (laughs) everyone goes wild Uh everyone's savage and i'm sure you've driven in london at night yeah it's crazy I mean, you encounter so many cars just off the hook, speeding everywhere on the same roads that are too small and too narrow and too everything. But do you mean driving at night at weekends? Because I do see the difference of driving at weekends, like Saturday night, Friday night. Oh my God, like you have to be so switched on because, because of drunk people. 
they're everywhere. Yeah, they everywhere. just don't care. Yeah. They don't realise they're on the road. They think they're still in the club. And you have to... Act, yes, you, you're right. You have to just forget about all the rules and go into the survival mode and... I'm not going to kill anyone tonight mode. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. But I think on other nights, I would, I have, I have driven uh, at night many times before. And I think, I would say it's, it's a more pleasant experience. It's quieter than, but yeah, London, Friday, Saturday night. That's, yeah, um, maybe that's what I, actually you're right. Yeah. With, with the weekend driving, that's mm-hmm. when they, all the rules are out of, out of the window and you're on your own and you just have to survive. And I, like you said, not yeah. to kill anyone or yourself. Okay. What's the next thing that surprised you? Do you know what? Actually, I took offence as a foreigner. Mm-hmm. It's something my driving instructor said. Because I usually do take offence. Especially if men try to explain things to me. Ah. So, sorry men. Like, but you, I do. you just like, you enjoy taking offence. Um, I'm Polish, so of course <laughs> I enjoy taking offence. That's that's, we love being offended, don't we? Um, True. Um, <laughs> yes, so he said to me that maybe because I'm Polish, I'm not used to a certain type of roads uh, or general situations mm-hmm. happening on British roads. Okay. So I took offence at that, like not a mild one. I wasn't actually properly offended, a mild offence, because I thought, hang on, I'm learning to drive here. I've never driven anywhere else. So surely my only experience... Mm. of the road is in Britain mm-hmm. and I kind of argued with him for a bit as I do and <laughs> and eventually I kind of gave in because I thought maybe you're right in the sense that um, yes I'm actually passively I soaked a lot of stuff in mm-hmm. and there was loads of maybe like a lot of road types that I got used to uh, a lot of rules that I got used to without actually driving. So, for example, one of those is Staggered Junction in okay. the UK. That I think some junctions are just nuts. They're completely nuts because you don't have a standard junction. In Poland, I think you mostly have just normal junctions, right? Pre- What's a Staggered Junction? Staggered Junction is not like a regular cross I'm uh-huh. making a cross sign here on yeah. uh-huh. Um where you've got simply a head right left mm-hmm. um, but you maybe your right turn is a bit ahead and the left turn is a bit closer to you and maybe the head is a bit bent mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's so a complicated junction Basically, it is basically a complicated <laughs> junction. It's not a straightforward, straight junction of just a cross. Uh-huh. So you have to really pay attention to where the bloody roads are, like where the turn is, because it's not where you think it would be, which would be on your right side. It's basically kind of further down the road, and left is here, and the ahead is, yeah, exactly bent, and maybe we'll have another road kind of coming off it. And because London is such an old city... Mm-hmm. It has plenty of these junctions mm-hmm. where there's nothing straightforward. Yeah. And that is so difficult to spot and work out. And I always caught myself um, not spotting it in time or basically being confused and not knowing where um, I'm going. I love that. Do you know what? I love that we always come back to being confused. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should just call this podcast The Confused Foreigners. <laughs> K. 
because that would be probably most yeah, appropriate. Yeah, that's, that's more truthful. Yes. <laughs> so Staggered Junction, I think that is a, a yeah, a puzzle, a foreign puzzle, a British puzzle for foreigners. Uh-huh. Really difficult to work out. Um, but that's when I realised, actually, yes, I had some passive experience from Poland mm. and I'm bringing that into my British driving. Mm-hmm. What confused me when I started driving, and that was about, yeah, I think it was maybe after around six years of living in the UK, I finally started driving, uh, and it was a terrifying experience at the beginning because one of the main differences between continental Europe and driving in the UK is that obviously you drive on the other side of the road, so I was super scared. Uh, but I survived, everybody else on the road survived, it was... A very happy day. Uh, but what I do remember from those first days uh, is the roundabouts. First of all, there is plenty of roundabouts. A lot more than in Poland. I think another country where I saw so many roundabouts is Spain. They do love their roundabouts. But the UK is, uh, is there's just roundabouts everywhere. Which I think is great. I think it really makes the traffic a lot more um, fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, sometimes I do feel like there is a roundabout for absolutely no reason. Just for just supporting that, I think, image of the UK having a, an amazing number of roundabouts. I've got an amazing roundabout story. I just need to share that with you now okay, and I'll go. let you continue uh-huh. in the same village in Kennington sorry Kennington <laughs> there's a T-junction mm-hmm. that has not changed nothing happened to it it's a T-junction regular T-junction that local council painted a circle in the middle of mm-hmm. and thus it has become a roundabout <laughs> go figure it has not widened anything is the road in itself hasn't changed. It's a tiny road. Mm-hmm. It's a tiny British road with a tiny T-junction. Someone painted the circle and has become a roundabout. I'll leave you with yeah. that. I, Continue. I, exactly. These kind of situations, they also left me astounded. And um, another thing is the size of roundabouts. In Poland, the only roundabouts that... I've been on where roundabouts where you have maximum I think just two um, lanes so you it's pretty straightforward to go through the roundabout Um, however some of the roundabouts especially around big cities like London are humongous there's so many lanes and I understand the the working of a roundabout and I'm fine with that. However, if there is like six different exits and there's no visible lanes on the road and everybody just goes everywhere, yeah. that is so confusing. And I, to this day, when I see a, a massive roundabout in front of me, I pray. I pray for the lanes to be visible. You pray for the lanes? <laughs> yes. I just I, I pray God please let's 
let those little lines lead me towards the right <laughs> exit so I don't hit anyone. Oh. And I, I tend to uh, follow someone. And I also hope that it's a it's a good driver and he or she will lead me to the, That's a good the right strategy. exit. Yeah. That's really good. Just be the tail. Yeah. Just follow. Yeah. Mm. On the other hand, if you're the first one, that's a good situation as well because then you don't have like if you put your foot down, you can be the first one to go and then you don't have anyone else in front of you. Yeah. Therefore less things to hit. So That's always a good thing. That's also a good thing. So I yeah, I have two strategies. Um but the the really big roundabouts are again like great invention. But sometimes they're difficult to navigate purely because of the lack of how old they are and they are not very clear. But some, if, if they are clear in terms of the markings on the road, then it's so easy. But still, like, there's always that risk that they won't be. And the last thing about the roundabouts, and then I'll shut up about the roundabouts, is the magic roundabouts. What is a magic roundabout? <laughs> okay, now, um, the best way to explain magic roundabouts... Okay, so basically, a magic roundabout is a set of roundabouts. Is that an so, actual name for the roundabouts? It's, or did a, you it's just an make actual... It, no, 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 no. Did it's some kind actual, of magic happen to no. you and you were just so in love with them that you call them magic no, roundabouts? No, 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 okay. no. They right. are magic roundabouts. I would probably call them black magic roundabouts because they are even more confusing. Well, Mm. they can be. Again, it's a great idea, but I actually think it's it's quite dangerous to let people assume that everybody will work it out, especially if you've never been on one. So if you... I think um, the magic roundabout in... There's one in Hemel Hampstead uh, that I I drove on uh, quite a few times. So it's like... It's almost like... um, um, five roundabouts and the way you go through it is by how do I explain this you basically you go from one roundabout to another roundabout to get your way out of wow. the whole set of roundabouts and that means that you can actually go in both directions if you look at the whole set of roundabouts I feel like when you, you can, draw it it's for our listeners Make a little yes. drawing and upload it. Yeah, we, we will leave uh, maybe some visual in the notes. To, yeah, visual <laughs> to this, aid yes. for this podcast. <laughs> but I'm sure that most of you will know what the Magic Roundabout is. And I'm sure that you will have a pleasure soon of driving on a I Magic Roundabout. I cannot wait. I'll be thinking of you. Maybe we should go together oh. my, for my first Magic Roundabout. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> you know, you're not feeling up to it. My um, first ever magic roundabout, and you're in the car with me. We'll think about we'll it. We'll think about it. Okay, I'll just can take that. Um, but yeah, ma- magic roundabouts. They, there's a few in the UK. Um, I, I used to, I used to think that there is only one in the UK, but now there's definitely two that I've seen. So maybe there is more. But be like a magic roundabout hunter. Maybe yeah. that could be your next project. Maybe you should. Set up another podcast just to discuss magic just, roundabouts in yes. the UK. I mean, who knows? There might be some people out there who love the magic roundabout as Instagram much as you account do. Dedicated to magic roundabouts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. So magic roundabouts. Great potential. Are a puzzle. A they puzzle. really are. Like, like a junction. Like the Stagger Junction. Like the Stagger Junction. Yeah. Yeah. I actually didn't know that term either, so I'm I'm learning something here about. By the way, like I know all the rules. 
Just, uh, just I don't know the terminology sometimes. You are a very good driver. Do you think so? Yeah. Oh, that's actually that's a great compliment for me. Being in a car with you last year when we drove to Wales, you're excellent. Really? So good. Oh yeah. my god. Just so smooth and safe, and we could not have had a better driver. Oh With my god. our friend Meg. Hello, Meg, if you're listening. Uh huh. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's that's really like I take. That's a very proud moment for me. Hmm. You should be. You're very calm and just a positive, happy driver. Okay, what is the next thing that surprised you about driving on the British roads? Um, I would actually like to mention obeying the rules. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Slightly controversial, but I feel like driving in Poland is... Not that people... I think people obey the rules when they absolutely have to <laughs> obey the rules. Yeah. When people can get away with not obeying the rules, they won't. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's And correct. I think speed limit is one of those. Mm. That you technically can't get away with it. Because mm-hmm. I don't think we have as many speed cameras as the UK has. So most of the time you can be undetected. So mm-hmm. you always go over limit. And, and then you have things like... Well, I, have, I think you have police patrols much more often mm-hmm. and they're always hidden police are hidden yeah so with, whereas in the UK even a sat nav will tell you that police are stationed somewhere mm-hmm. yeah in Poland it's a hunting game again oh, they're yeah. just hidden behind some bushes no one knows and then you kind of as you're driving and the cars in front of you say either begin to slow down or even better, you've got a car driving uh-huh. past you, flashing the lights at you. <laughs> and in That's Poland, <laughs> if you say so if you ever in Poland and you're driving, take this tip: if someone's flashing you, they actually want to tell you that there's police hidden somewhere and that you should slow down. Yeah. And that to me is just the, one of the most Polish things ever. <laughs> yeah. Just sneaking around and just <laughs> getting away with it. Yeah. If you can, you just get away with it. Whereas I don't think in Britain that system would have ever been created. No one would ever think of that, how you can really scam the system that way. And I remember being a kid, and in addition to that, that has mm-hmm. always existed. I don't know if you ever heard about the little big van radio thing? Uh, yeah, the um, C- CBC, is it? Maybe, I'm not sure. But it became really popular at like some point. Like a lorry... Like a lorry radio. radio. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Uh-huh. And all the drivers, including my father, had one of those in their cars. And basically, what they used yes. them for was purely to warn each other of police presence. <laughs> in code. And there was a kind of cold language. Like they called yeah. police something. Mm-hmm. There was always a cold message. It was never... No one would ever say... Police around the corner, slow down. But was I don't it like know. something like rabbits teddy in the bears. bushes or something? Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Really they, silly. They, they actually they always use very cute language. That, that's what I remember. That there would be those like big guys, lorry drivers, and when they spoke through that radio, the tendency was always to use these like really cute, overly cute terms. It was just so. It was so funny to listen to, right? Yeah. So it was a thing. It was a thing in your 
family as well? It was a thing everywhere. Uh, maybe not in my family, but I was definitely aware of it. Maybe my brother had had it at some point. Or we like you could listen to the recordings, I think, on even maybe YouTube at the time. So I, I definitely remember hearing recordings from those radios and being just they were they were really funny to me. Um also because they just spoke in such cute language about like really mischievous things. Like you say, warning each other about, you know, the police patrol somewhere or Yeah, surely that's like highly legal. That's a yeah. highly legal practice. Yet in Poland everyone did it. No one would actually think, oh maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Whereas I think in Britain People would just not do it out of, mm. I don't know, not even, even if they could get away with it, they wouldn't. Because mm-hmm. it would be illegal, and that's the end of it. Yeah. It's legal, we're not doing it, I yeah. think. Like, by general rule, I'm sure there's lots of people who would maybe take that risk, but as a general rule, they wouldn't. Um, so yes, that's interesting, because I think that has an impact on us. Us, I mean... Foreigners in the UK, <laughs> local foreigners, um, because we've kind of obviously very much adapted to um, the practice of driving and life in the UK in general. At the same time, I think there's always this bit of, in us, that Slavic mischief nature. Yeah. So we always try to get away with things. And I think that's what I do as well when I'm mm-hmm. when I learn to drive. Yeah. I think most of the time... I try to get away with it. Maybe that's why I'm not a polite... I'm a, an aggressive driver. I'm a bully driver. Because I think, oh, I can just get away with that. Mm. I can just do that. Yeah, I'll be fine. Whereas I've seen my boyfriend drive and his default assumption would be, hmm, I assume this is not allowed, so I'll double check if it is. <laughs> Whereas our default mode, to my mind, is, I'm sure it's fine. And if it isn't, I'll probably find out along the way. But I'll assume it's fine, and I'm gonna go for it. I must say that I've, I don't know whether I've been Britishized, if that's a word, but I am a very British driver in a sense that I just buy the whole package of being polite on the road, of obeying the rules, of saying thank you, because. Um, I think that the British are very good drivers. They they are, I would say, in again, generalization, but I think safer drivers compared to some other drivers that I've seen in other countries. And I do not want to speed because it's not it's only going going to ever save me probably maximum 10-15 minutes on yeah. average. Um so I yeah, I do buy this whole uh mindset of Driving, yeah, obeying the rules, driving safely and being nice for towards everyone on the road. So I would say that I'm a very British driver. I don't I think I, I don't even enjoy speed that much. Because I Ooh, I love it. When I drive, I don't trust anyone. I don't trust myself and I don't trust other people. Therefore unless the road was completely empty, then yes, I would go for it. But otherwise, I'm yeah. I'm always thinking, huh, I can just drive slower and just enjoy listening to my music or having a nice conversation with someone. And I I really enjoy driving, so that helps me. Ah, uh, see, I kind of, I think I'm a total speed demon without a 
driving license yet, mm. as I really enjoy speeding, oh, which you. is really bad. Yeah. You little evil know. driver. <laughs> when I was allowed on my first dual carriageway, mm-hmm. I think it was dual carriageway, maybe it was a single carriageway, but either way, I could speed up to like 60 mm-hmm. miles per hour. I loved it. Oh, I loved it. Mm. I was just like, please don't take me off this road into these tiny, <laughs> slow roads filled with cars. <laughs> Can I just be on this road? I loved it. And I remember, I think I've only been on a motorbike with someone twice. Mm-hmm. And I loved that experience. I loved that speed. Mm-hmm. It was really just super thrilling and super fun. Uh-huh. I think in a car, I feel the same way. Mm. It's just fun, which is not supposed to be. It's supposed to be commute <laughs> and it should be practical especially in London yeah, especially in London <laughs> but I still feel like if you put me on a motorway one day I'll be on that third lane the right lane just overtaking everyone I think oh I'll be God. that person I actually do do also think that people in the UK uh, on the British motorways drive faster so you will love it oh can't wait yeah hopefully be. by the time this podcast is published i'll already be in the motorway (laughs) driving speeding away okay so this was us talking about driving in the uk through our foreign lens Mm -hmm. we would love to hear from you so leave your comments in the comment section below Uh, but also you can get in touch with us um, on instagram So we're looking forward to hearing from you and we will speak to you next week. Do usłyszenia. Pa, pa.